Hello. We're about to open a bottle of our next sparkling wine. This time it's sparkling wine, not champagne. Here we go. And get ready for the pop. Woo! Oh, such a good sound. Such a good sound. Never get sick of it after, especially after two long weeks. Yeah. Three long weeks, really. But the last time we had a bottle of champagne was two weeks ago. Yeah. It's, it's about time. Colour. Oh, gorgeous colour. It's pinky. Pink to it. It's like a rose rose yeah. gold. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I love that colour. I did not expect that. Although, there is a bee picture. Yeah, there's a beautiful golden bee on, on the label yeah. of this sparkling wine. That's a great From colour. Adelaide. Well, not Adelaide specifically, but. From the Adelaide Hills. Adelaide. Here we, we go. go. Cheers. Cheers. Podcast number two. Here we go. Ooh. <laughs> Very sweet. Oh, I don't think it's that sweet. Oh, really? Maybe mm. a lot of sweetness in the back of my mouth. Yeah, right. Maybe that's because you haven't had a chip. That's true. Which I haven't is had a, a requirement. Yet. I haven't had my palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> palate cleanser. Yeah, wow. Uh, that's a really interesting taste. It, it almost tastes like it's bit old it to me it tastes like a like a fizzy drink like a like a like a soft of, drink yeah like a soft drink yeah right it's not yeah it doesn't taste particularly you know strong alcohol mm. you know, in an alcoholic sense so it says on the back that there's strawberry nectar and crisp apple flavors yes, i'm getting that mm. i'm definitely going to strawberry yeah and it says to try it with fresh strawberries, sushi, smoked salmon, and creamy cheese. Oh, I'd love a brie with Ooh, this. Oh, yes. Next time. Mm, nice. Yeah, next time. <laughs> brie on the chips. Um, but, yeah, it's nice. And it, I, I must say, I was sold by the, the label. label. It's the yeah. bee. And it's very a very sophisticated label. Yeah, Tomage Hill thing. is the winery. And it's a, yeah, sparkling single vineyard. So mm. that means they don't share the grapes, which is... Exciting because a lot of vineyards getting grapes from yeah others uh, yeah mix them and so this is I feel like this soil. is a very celebratory taste yeah I feel like it's sweet and well to me it's sweet and it, it's like it's very um I don't know like happy and light, indulgent it, it feels like Christmas like the yeah. end of the year yeah 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 summery kind of almost like cidery actually mm. yeah absolutely right it is very cidery. Yeah. Yeah, like a kind of day drinking. Mm. <laughs> it's perfect for day drinking. Which is what we're doing. Exactly. End of the day drinking. Yeah. Although if this was Friday a afternoon couple drinking. of months time or a month. When does daylight saving start? Quite soon. Then this would be evening week? drinking because we'd be yeah, getting dark be by dark. now, I think. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, so many things to be sad about. So many things to be sad about, including the end of our residency. Yes. It's so been sad. amazing. It's been so good. I guess, I mean, it's not quite the end. We've still got our showing on Sunday and then our consolidation day yeah. on Monday. But it's the end of the work in the room, really. Yeah. So let's structure this. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, hello, everyone listening. Thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for, this is our second podcast. So if you're listening to this for the first time, then you're wrong. Get off. Listen to the first one. Yeah, you get get the download. In order, we are. Yeah, because we are going to be talking about things in this one that we have already covered. Yes, but it's, it's, it's like a follow-on. Yeah, you need the previous podcast to understand this one. So, uh, but yes, I'm Laura Lethleen. I'm Katie Cawthorn. And together we are The Anchor. Woo! And we do make theatre. We do theatery things. 
Although we have we have recently discussed moving into writing hip hop lyrics and also opening a school. Opening a school. Also yep. becoming psychologists. Yes, we yes. only need degrees yes. for that. It's fine. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, so general. all of the above. Oh, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so over the past three weeks, we have been doing a residency to explore and develop a work called Little Bitch. And we went into the residency and kind of did our first week one, did our first week um, together, just the two of us kind of unpacking what the ideas were in it and structuring um, the overall show. And then in week two, we brought actors in and that was an amazing week. And we kind of, we didn't even do a podcast at the end of that week because we were destroyed we at the end of that were. week. And so we were like, let's just do it at the end. So this is the end of our third week of our residency. And it's and then on Sunday, we're, we're having a showing of, our, of the outcome or one of the outcomes that we came to um, called Circuit. But I guess we should talk about what happened in week two yes, first. Yes, yes. Because we thought, after week one, we thought we were very clear about what this work was mm -hmm. because we it was a work that we developed five years ago we knew what the structure was we knew exactly what the concept was we knew how we knew where we needed to uh, refine things and where we needed to explore a little bit further but we thought that the uh, objective and the outcomes would still be very similar and once we got uh, male actors in the room because it's an all-male work or male cast uh things changed so much <laughs> and i think the major shift was we went in thinking why is it that women have to conform to expectations that automatically confine them and subjugate them and make that make them uh second to men and make them yeah have to kind of uh, make themselves smaller and not own the world, not be as confident in the world mm -hmm. as men are. And we thought, oh, it's just because men are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it still came back to the patriarchy, yeah. running everything. I don't know, but it was because we thought it's because men don't stop and think about women. Yeah, and, and there's and, no compassion there towards yeah. and And women. we thought maybe if we make a show where we, we see men inhabiting those expectations that are usually placed on women, other men watching the show will be like, oh, I've never thought about women's experiences from that point of yeah. view. Oh, I'm going to consider women more. Yeah, and develop empathy and then change things and go out and, and ensure that... Um, Within their lives, they consider women. Absolutely. Yeah. But then we realised <laughs> that the patriarchy is horrible for men too. Yeah, Which we kind of we knew... But yeah. I guess within this work, we kind of didn't consider how relevant that was yeah. until we started working with the, these male actors and we just realised how there's no we're, – we're naive to think that we can reach any sort of equality yeah. if the patriarchy continues to confine male yeah. behaviour yeah. and what masculinity is. Yeah. Because that is so oppressive as well. Yeah. And, and – it, really interestingly in the room having these we would we set up a lot of provocations and long-form improvisations and had big discussions with these male actors and it was really through the the long-form impros that we discovered how bound they are within this patriarchal system mm. and that unless we address how 
powerful and how repressive it is for everybody, we will never be able to start to bring about any sense of equality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The thing that I really realised, there was a couple of things last week that I kind of was able to articulate for the first time, and one of them was the fact that boys, when they're growing up, aren't taught to deal with emotions other than maybe anger. Yeah. So if so, basically every emotion kind of gets chan- channeled into anger, mm-hmm. and if they feel a different um, emotion, then they kind of they have to suppress it. Yeah. And what I kind of I realized was how our society just continues to encourage that. Mm. Like all of our media <clears throat> encourages it. Our, a lot of a lot of parenting encourages mm, it. A lot of absolutely, encourages just it. the structures we work within, the yeah. government, yeah, the 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 law, yeah. So then we end up with all these men who, if say they get rejected by a woman or rejected by anything, by anything, yeah, they can't. They have never learned how to deal with that, and then and it was so interesting because we explored this within long form improvisations and. What did, and as soon as they were rejected, they got really self-loathing, and then they got angry, and then they wanted to punish. Yeah, this yes, amazing this quick cycle yeah. about like rejection quickly leads to revenge. Yeah. Snap. Yeah, and you know, obviously these are kind of interpretive improvisations, but the the underlying motivation and impulse was there. Yeah. And these men who are actors and incredibly, you know, evolved people and comfortable with who they are, totally comfortable with who they are, they still had these impulses that they only knew how to deal with through, uh, through processing it through anger. Yeah. Like there was no other way of connecting with each other. Like they couldn't connect with each other. Yeah. It was about disconnecting immediately and putting a barrier up and pushing away. Yeah. And even and when they're asked to connect, it was done in such a tense, yeah. uncomfortable way. And they didn't trust each other yeah. at yes. all. There was no trust. There was no safety yeah. within their relationships because they've never been exposed to methods of yeah. emotional processing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just that alone, in the light of all of the stuff that's happened with Hannah Clark up in Brisbane, how yeah. her husband murdered her and her children, and all that kind of thing, just... With all of that in the background, knowing that there's all these deficits within male development, mm. and or just, and just the way the modelling that the modelling that happens in the media, yeah, and the kind there's of there's no space for male development. No, no, the, no, like the structure for, we there's live so in. much teaching for girls yeah. about like how to deal with your emotions. Yeah. Like, like I was saying the other day, like when you get your period, like you you kind of learn this language around like what is what's happening in your body and how that's changing your impulses and whether yeah. or not that's real or yeah. not and how to take that into consideration when interacting with other people and yeah. all that kind of thing. And it just seems like there's just this void for, yeah, for men. absolutely. And it's channeled into sport or um, into, like, toxic masculine sort of activities. Yeah. Uh, or, like, um, like, it's... It's often aimed at women. Yeah. Like if yeah. you look at a lot of like teen movies, they're often so sexual. Yeah. And there's just a guy, you know, who is trying to get a girl and only wants her because she represents sex to yeah. him. Yeah. And that models to young men, well, if you're not like this then you're not yeah. um you're not manly, you're not yeah. you're not doing it properly. Yeah. Which then positions women in such an mm. odd light to, to young boys. 
And I know that these impulses exist naturally. I think they mm. really do. Like Absolutely. We had impulses. great discussions with one of our actors this week about mm. evolution of humankind and he had a lot of background knowledge on chimpanzees. Yeah. Chips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how, like, the impulses towards um, sex and the yeah. impulses towards aggression yep. are, like, have existed within us for, like, yeah, millions of years. Of but it's the way in which our society encourages it instead of saying, yeah. like, okay, yeah, obviously you have a sex drive. Yeah. Let's talk about the ways in which you can interpret that yeah, or yeah. process it yeah. or, you know, disc- discover it. Yeah, we continue to perpetuate the, uh, the the stereotypes that have been set up. Yeah. And it's and then you see these men and they're, and they're trying to connect with each other and they're trying to find safety mm-hmm. and they're trying to find trust, but they they find it kind of it's like they don't have the language for it. Yeah, well the language comes out in things like the chanting, which becomes again then about objectifying the other, which is the woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, also about losing accountability of yeah, your behaviour. Yeah. Because if you're in a pack you're safe. Then you don't you have to take responsibility. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, there's been a lot of amazing discovery around that. And and some unbelievable discussions with our actors who have been so open, and and it's been difficult for them because they've been asked by two female theatre makers to try and open up to uh, think in the generic male brain if there is one, mm. um, but I guess within the patriarchal system that we uh, we see sort of. Um, within our media and within the way the stereotypes are perpetuated uh, and sometimes that's been felt quite unnatural for them or maybe not unnatural but it's been they've had to well, they're bring it up it. from yeah. a, wherever yeah. it's been repressed to yeah <laughs> because they're they they're aware of how like in front of two women yeah. saying like saying sexist jokes absolutely or that kind of thing is incredibly inappropriate mm. incredibly offensive and they and they don't want to be inappropriate or yeah. offensive but, but and so trying to, uh, we've we've tried our absolute best to ask them not to censor what they have to say yeah. and to it. It's we know that what's coming out of their mouths is not necessarily their opinion, but trying to come at it from a generic yeah. male perspective. I, I kept saying to them like, pretend you're on The Bachelor. Yeah, like <laughs> The Bachelor and The Bachelor are like the yeah. perfect example of. Yeah, I feel like they just, if they uh, absolutely are emblematic of, yeah, because they're weirdly like. Um, I, idyllic, like mm. you know, if you were the perfect woman, you you'd be the bachelorette, and if you were the perfect man, you'd be the yeah. bachelor. Yeah. But then it's like, well, let's break down what that is to be yeah. those those two perf, perf, yeah. ideals of perfection, which we did quite a bit with the with we the did. Uh, actors in the room. You know that brainstorming and real di- big discussions around that idea of the ideal woman or the perfect woman, and they they built a beautiful image of they the do. perfect woman it's quite yeah. frightening yeah um and also just yeah the kind of the features that got the ingredients yeah. that go into mm. like the ideal woman just in terms of society sexualized yeah totally. absolutely and, yeah. and completely an object absolutely yeah and then but then the man is like the kind the so um exterior mm. and so like outwardly focused in a way like he has to be in control all the time yeah Actually, control is a big thing that mm. I discovered about men as well. Like, yeah. It's expected of them. Like, there's such a thing as a control freak. Kind of. yeah. and there are certain people that, like, like to, you know, like like Me. you. We're, we're <laughs> to drive to Canberra and you want to drive, and that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> also, I can't drive manual, so fine. <laughs> but 
Then, but I feel like we, like the entire like population of men are, are it kind of taught that if you're not in control yeah. of every situation, then you're not manly. Yeah. But, well, and if you're going to lose control, then it has to be in a masculine form, which is anger, it's fierce, it reveals your strength, Yeah. Uh, your aggression, it's violent. Yeah. Uh, we've had some great conversations around that aggression, aggressive behaviour, the violent behaviour on, on the last day of yeah, this week. That was we great. had a new actor in the space. And we, we our actors were just amazing. We had two, three of the same actors for the first week and then in the second week we had a new actor come into the room on the first day and then another actor come into the room on the, the next day and none of these people had ever worked together before but... We're so beautifully open with each other mm. and I think sensitive. That's, yeah. And I think that's also because you are very good at creating an ensemble because you've got such a good library of, like, 1264. Yeah, which worked beautifully. Yeah. Which, yeah. Do you want to describe what 1264 is <laughs> for our listeners? <laughs> for those listeners. <laughs> um, it's, it's a viewpoints activity uh, exercise, and I use it literally with every every time I have to build an ensemble because it has a really clear, structured language so there's, it's easy to follow, but it has a sense of you have to work with the team to get it right, and if you fuck it up, then the whole you're letting the whole team down. So the stakes are quite high, mm. uh, and it's super physical. So it sets up also the way I like to work in the room, which is very physical, and the Impulses. impulse, yeah. working off impulse, but also the um, attention to rigour, and we don't accept anything that's half-assed. Yeah, which is so <laughs> So, good. yeah, so it's essentially the, the ensemble stand in a circle, they check in with each other, they breathe together for a moment, and then the circle takes off running uh, to their right and they just continually run around in a circle in an anti-clockwise direction. Once they start running, they don't stop until they have completed 12 perfect changes of direction six perfect jumps together where they turn into the middle, jump, and then uh, change direction, and four perfect stops together where they turn into the middle, stop, regather themselves, and then restart running in the same direction. And it all has to be done, uh, obviously, with that sense of um, aiming for com complicity. So that, like, you're listening to your impulses, you're breathing together, you're working as one. So you will, if you if you... You're aiming to find that sense of complicity where you can stop at the exact same time. You feel it all together because you're so connected. Uh, and it's great to – it does set up a sense of competition, which I think can be quite healthy <laughs> in the room, but it sets up all the rules really quickly in one exercise. Um, and it's, yeah, easy to follow mm. and, and wearing, taxing. Mm. They realise from that yeah. point, shit, I'm going to have to – Work. Work. Yeah. yeah. But but it's satisfying. Yeah, when so it's satisfying. Yeah. I want to do it one day. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. It's so um, good. And also because then we do a lot of lane work and mm. a lot of response to audio. Yep. And, and actually I really enjoy it because we've never really done this before, but this um, this development we did a lot of recording conversations mm. that, that the boys were having and then playing that and then they have to respond to it physically using – a certain language and staying in the, in a lane, so yeah. which also worked really well. And then they can break out of their lanes, kind yeah. of like halfway yeah. or a bit after they've established yeah. that complicity as well, because you can see them responding off their own impulses, but yeah. also off each other yeah. and using each other's energy, yeah. which is gorgeous. And actually, I haven't said this to you, but 
I love how, because there's, there's moments that get really tense and there's moments mm-hmm. that get really weird between them mm-hmm. and where, where you're, as you're watching, you're like, oh God, like, where's this going to go? Yeah, worried my, for them. Yeah, and my um, impulse as just a human, I think, is to be like, oh, stop, 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 yeah, stop. Yeah. But you never let it stop and you always continue it and just let it see where it goes and let that kind of complete it's such a human thing to be like, oh, this is getting too so intense. This is getting too yeah. uncomfortable. Like, yeah. why is his hands there? Or like, yeah. why are they, you know, being so aggressive? Or why are they looking at each other in that way? Like, let's stop it. But just letting those moments pass and yeah. letting them figure it out yeah. without any use of, um, yeah. like, their voices, just all completely silently using their language, their, the language of their bodies. It's just incredible, and that's and where you get the good work, though. Absolutely, yeah. Move past those moments, that yeah. kind of threshold, yeah. And it's just incredible, and we got some beautiful movement out of them that mm. we'll definitely use, I think. Mm. Um, and some, yeah, some beautiful discoveries from them, and some yucky moments where we, yeah, we like had that, to, like that. Yeah, there was a moment actually where, what was the we we got we recorded them. Let, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> to mute. That was a beautiful muffin. <laughs> there was that moment where we recorded them basically just bantering together as men. Mm. So um, one of the, we gave one of them the instruction that he had to mansplain someone else the whole, and through, through that conversation. Yeah. And it was amazing just to listen to it. And we recorded this conversation and the, the tension between them and the fact that they couldn't ever really spread into a proper conversation. Mm. They were constantly bouncing around and just kind of, doing kind of tit-for-tat stuff. Yeah, yeah. Always, like, the, the, the tension of laughter and the, the, the release of that. They could never, ever talk about anything that was slightly vulnerable. Yeah. And it just got more and more and more tense. And then we record, and so we recorded that and then we played it through the PA and they had to respond to it. And it ended up being incredibly kind of violent. It was all that, yeah. that we were talking about before. It was about control. Yeah. It was about rejection. It was about revenge. It yeah. was about punishment. And it became this weird tennis match yeah. almost between yeah. two of them and one of them was in the middle and the two of them were almost sharing yeah, and that controlling one the one person, in the middle. Yeah, it was horrible. It was awful. And, <clears throat> you know, we just stood there and watched it happen and it kind of needed to happen, but it was interesting talking to them afterwards because they were like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, why did I respond to it? Yeah. And I actually remember I wrote in my notes, um, when someone submits or like when someone just yeah. like assumes Weakens. a little bit of yeah. little bit of lower status within that situation, the other two just went bam Counts. domination. Yeah, and it yeah. was just it's incredible to see that kind of drive to dominate. Yes. And I think I don't know, and I don't want to generalize, but I just I don't know if they were three women whether that impulse yeah. to dominate in that way would have happened. Yeah, that'd be so interesting to look at. Yeah, it yeah it relates to the conversation that we started to, we had a little bit of yesterday talking about anger and the, the, one of the actors said, you know, that he's really aware of his size and that he could hurt someone and he's just, he's aware that everyone's waiting for the moment when, bam, he snaps mm. and he hurts someone. And it's interesting that those moments have come out in the improvisations. Yeah. They haven't hurt each other. But there's those snaps. Yeah. That like just, when they're doing something that then they look back and they're like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, that really worries them. Yeah. Like they all started to talk about that and the the 
physicality, the physical strength they have behind them and that there is an expectation in the world they live in that one day they'll snap and, and hurt someone. they'll hurt someone. Yeah. And imagine living with that. No wonder you're fucking repressed. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's, I couldn't believe that conversation. And it's interesting in light of what was said about Hannah Clark's estranged husband mm. when the police, was it the police yeah, yeah. who said oh, he was driven too far? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, so then that gives these boys the message that if they get driven too far, uh, then they might snap and, yeah. and you know hurt someone. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, even though it, it's also victim blaming, and so women read that as like, oh my god, like how dare you say that? Yeah. It's like not her responsibility. Yeah, yeah. It's also really bad for men to hear that because it Absolutely. means that it's terrifying for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they believe that this is what's going to happen in this yeah, world. Yeah, like I have the capacity yes. to, to be driven too far yeah. and murder my wife. And it does, like, I think what, what we now want to convey in Little Bitch is that it doesn't have to be that way. No. You don't have to submit to this patriarchal system that's been set up where you will snap and you will hurt someone to a point where you can murder them. Yeah, it's We've got to find another option or options. Yeah. And that's, that's our aim to just to, to convey Little Bitch and to find the other options mm. that are there. And I think we, we touched on that yesterday in our final session where we asked them, you know, after we'd been doing all of this work around, you know, the asshole, yeah. <laughs> basically. The toxic we, man. We, we did have a horrible um, improvisation that we set up for them that they hated and they, but they did really well where we gave them a basket full of sexist jokes and we recorded them as they read them all out. And they hated it. They absolutely them. hated it and they couldn't be, they had to censor them. They felt like they had to censor themselves because we were in the room mm. as well. Mm. Um, and it was interesting listening to them afterwards talk about like they didn't know how to read them. Like yeah. do they lean into the joke yeah. and, and therefore act in irony or do they just read them really straight because obviously they don't align with what the joke's saying and it was like how do I contend with the the content of this joke yeah in this situation with these men that we've like we've all decided that we're that this you know, is not good right. guys yeah, yeah yeah exactly I'm a good yeah. guy I can't I can't, I can't. Do the yeah but then the impulse was some of them afterwards were talking about it and they, they were quite jealous because one of the actors did have an impulse to laugh a couple of times and they all felt they they disclosed afterwards not all of them but a couple of them disclosed afterwards that they wish they could have been as free as him because yeah. they really wanted to laugh but they didn't yeah. feel it was appropriate. Yeah. And I think that's because we were in the room. Yeah. If we weren't there, it would have been different. But, but um, the freedom in laughter. And that's yeah. actually something else I discovered. The f- There's something with men where laughter seems to be a, a submission. Yeah, a weakness. Like, yeah, it's, mm. it's, if, if a guy, it's two guys are together and one of them is making a joke and the other one laughs, it's almost like the one that made a joke is... Higher status yeah, than absolutely. the last. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a hierarchy that's set up. There's suddenly away. a weird competitiveness, Power or like shit. there's a power play. It's everything, yeah. and laughter is the most freeing yeah. thing. It's something that sets us apart from animals. Yeah, the fact that we yeah. can laugh. It's just the best thing, and and to be a man and not be able to, you know, probably just be free enough yeah. to be in a group of other men and just laugh. Yeah, like. What a horrible world oh, we live in. Yes, yes. <laughs> so consequently, <laughs> uh, we have, we're feeling a bit flat. Yeah. We're feeling a bit it's, weighted. It's hit us. Heavy. Yeah, a bit heavy. But then what we did do, what I was leading to, was what 
we finished with yesterday was yeah, right. a, a a discussion around what could this ideal man be, mm. and and we didn't we got we we sort of touched touched it, but we didn't uh, we need to go a lot deeper with that because. We need to empower the audience, or not empower them, just give yeah. them hope and let them walk out being like, oh, my God, like, I could be like this. Or, yeah. like, you know, I could, well, when I interact with men, then they could be like this. Yeah, yeah. And there are other ways. And something that was really beautiful, because they, they kind of were listing what, you know, a good, like, mm. a good version of a man would be. And one of the things was being comfortable with being a beginner. Yeah. And I think that that was, like such a beautiful summary of yes. where we want to leave the audience. Yes. Like we want them to Go feel, out and begin. Yeah. Instead of feeling insecure and therefore angry at everyone. And needing to prove yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of that, just be like, you know what? I have been brought up in this way and it's fucked me up. Yeah. And I, I, recognize may, ne- this. I may never ever be like absolutely na- naturally, you know, the guy I want to be. Yeah. But – I'm happy to begin. Yeah, and there's freedom for me to move around yeah. and to explore other yeah. other ways. Yeah, and yeah. also I'm happy to begin, you know, consuming different media. Yes, that will yeah. know, model better behaviour for me. Yeah, and I'm happy. And also those of us that aren't men, I'm happy to, you know, when a guy's maybe doing something that you associate with femininity. Yeah, not be like that's weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is a there is an onus on women also to not submit to this yeah. patriarchal system that has been set up. Yeah, and although there's like so so definitely in the first week we kind of kind of swung and looked at all of this mm. male stuff, and I feel but I feel like in the third <laughs> week we did kind of come back to well, and how does this then affect women? Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. that we're like because you know we've been so. We've been so frustrated that, you know, for so long these white straight male stories have been yeah. on our stages forever. Yeah. And, and then suddenly we're like, but we should really focus on white straight men. I know. Isn't it ridiculous? How is that? Fuck. But it's like, and so it, it's interesting, but I think that we're, we've also been like, okay, and then how does this then affect women? How can these yeah. men then understand how women are feeling and experiencing the world yeah. and how... You know, just little things like we had this discussion around um, one of our performers' girl, like his girlfriend, went out to dinner with another man, and she wasn't wearing a bra. Yeah. And he and he said oh, it kind of made me suffer because I know what other men are thinking. Yeah. And but we were like, well, hang on a second, like, yeah. it's don't you not, tell her what yeah, to do? Don't tell her what to do. <laughs> like, it, it's not at all up to you. Yeah. What you, anyone else wears, like that's that's the thing, right? But. And so these little, because they're such tiny details of life, but they are those constant reinforces that women are owned by men. Yeah, yeah, are. they all add up. Yeah, and and so I think that the more men kind of come to terms with their their own sense of who they have to be and, mm. and the way in which they're confined, the more they'll stop needing to control everything yeah. and own everything, yeah. possess everything, yeah, and then allow women their freedom, yeah, a bit more. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's that's the purpose of the work is to we've got we feel like we've got more to the crux of the matter. Yeah. It's not you can't just like place this experience on men and go, "Right, feel it. 
it's actually much bigger than we thought it was. And after having that awesome text discussion with Ross, yeah. one of the actors who was in the original work, who's still very um, enthused about this work and wants to be involved, we ha- had a discussion with him last week via text because he's based in Sydney, um, and he talked, he, he said the phrase something like, you, you need to you need to work on eating the paper. Make finding a way that the patriarchy can eat itself from within, yeah. rather than attempting to hack down every misogynist one by one. And I thought that was such gold yeah. because it's going to just take such a long time hacking down everyone one by exactly. one. And, and also, how do, what does that teach people? It and, and also, teach it's anything. it's aggressive. It's literally it's aggressive. using it's the same techniques as exactly. all the stuff that we're yeah. critiquing. So, and we always talk about you know women having to become masculine to take on the more masculine roles in society, like be CEOs. And no, it's actually not, we don't have to shift to, we're still conforming to that patriarchal system if we do that. It's actually trying to shift the entire system, which we understand is a huge, huge (laughs) undertaking. But it's an interesting undertaking. And, and, you know, in the light of the fact that one woman a week gets Mm. murdered by her current or previous partner, and just little things like this week I've just noticed... The way, like, and I know that I have now, like, a confirmation bias because we've been working yeah. on it so much. But even, like, the other night I was at work at the library and there was this little boy and he was just being so dominating of his mother. Mm. And he was, like, seven and he was saying things like, oh, it's my choice when we leave and things like that. And I was and like, she, and, and she, she was, was not, to yeah. It, yeah, and... I don't know, maybe she was just super tired and couldn't be bothered. Oh, yeah, she probably was exhausted if that's the behaviour all the time. And also she's got other children because she was talking about going to speak up the sister, the poor thing. But it's still like, well, if we're allowing our children to talk to us in these ways and to reinforce this kind of domination, then what, you know, hope do we have? Yeah. But at least I feel like within our work, this work, the hope is that we just give ourselves a second to contemplate it yes and we we present a new light yeah just a little there's a flicker there's an opening it's like it literally is like a light at the end of the tunnel and there's there's a new tunnel yeah there's a new opening god this sounds like gross we always talk about (laughs) women being a bunch of holes Um, it's a new orifice (laughs) (laughs) in where the future could take us (laughs) yeah it literally does it presents that and you can possibility, yeah. Take it or leave it. We'd prefer you to take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, <laughs> please. Yeah. But yeah, and it's, it's. I just feel like it's so interesting that when we did the first iteration of this all those years ago, it we you you were like it has to be men, and it's so interesting that 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 instinct mm. was really the right instinct. Like I feel like if we were, I, because now it is about you know the the way in which masculinity confined yeah him. yeah like it, it was it was such a good instinct to to do that back then and to continue on with it well it's just we are you know we talk I don't know if we talked about this in the last podcast I can't remember but we've talked around talked about the fatigue around feminism and the constant you know just fucking saying the same thing over and over again and it's not getting us anywhere mm. really yeah I feel I feel like it's not getting me anywhere and I feel fatigued. I, I, and we've got to turn it on its head to get people, new people to sit up and listen. Because otherwise we're just preaching to the converted all the time. Yeah, and absolutely. that's not, 
what's the what that's not the purpose of the work we make. We make work to try and change people. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we to do that you need to you need to offer a new perspective. You need to shift it and and um, provide that new experience, something that people haven't mm. seen, a new way of seeing something. And so also, it has to be yeah, yeah, it has to be. And yeah. and the, the men will like I'm just thinking of the men in my life that don't go to theatre, and I think that they'll if they came to see this would feel incredibly spoken to. Yeah, because I hope so. It's about them. Yeah. And it's and it's so there's so many times where they can relate mm. to what's happening on stage and question their own kind just their own perspectives yeah. and kind of bounce themselves off it in a way of like, do I do that? Yes yeah. or no. How they take up space. Yeah, in the world. all that yeah. kind of thing. And like, oh and you know yeah, I, I feel like it's that same feeling of when you're – like whenever I read a novel written by a woman, especially a young woman, mm. I, it's there's so much identification yeah, happening yeah. that I find myself like yes. almost like every sentence like being like, am I like that? Am yeah, I like that? Like yeah, there's so I'm much right. like self-comparison. It takes you ages to get through the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. always. I'm like, is, yeah. it, is this me? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's I just think that for men who, you know, usually get kind of uh, excluded from chats about – gender or mm. the patriarchy or feminism or whatever mm. it is, it's this is offering them a way to connect. Yeah. But and we, and also without being like Well it's not didactic. didactic. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And then in in our hope is well we, well we know for us as women, this gives us hope. Yeah. So then the this is a way for men to connect with um, finding equality, understanding equality, understanding and, what controls their own yeah yeah absolutely behavior. and then for women this is will will provide a sense of hope in finding that equality or feeling that sense of more equality yeah a shift in that direction because it's going to take such a long time yeah but it's yeah it's a start yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah and then next show we make will be much <laughs> more light we were talking today about how it's affected <laughs> us quite badly yeah. and uh i think it's also in the context of what's happening in australia at the moment as well so we've had these horrific bushfires that have torn through the country that and the country was not and by the country i mean the government was not prepared for this uh and a prime minister who is very much about his own um, career, career, not about the country. Uh, and so we, there's a sense of not being listened to in that. Then there's, there was the horrific murder of Hannah Clark as well, which tore through the country equally. And now and, there's coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> and also the sports rots. That oh, really, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that crept up on me. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, I don't fucking trust the government. Yeah, gosh, like. No. Who are these people in, in control? And there's a lot of shit going down. Yeah. And how what, how are we going to solve it? Yeah. If you can't no even manage our us. tax yeah. properly. Yeah, absolutely. Like, fuck you. You're inviting yeah. the boss of Hillsong to go with you to visit Trump? What? Yeah, what are you doing? What is this? Where are your pro- this yeah. isn't a game. Stop it. Yeah. So I think within that context... <laughs> And then our constant research, like we've literally spent every day in the room preparing provocations and improvisations and discussions and... Yeah. Uh, and also trying to um, write descriptions of what we're doing and, yeah. and, and all this, all the documentation yeah. around it. 
and taken up a lot of a lot of our bandwidth. Our, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's not hasn't been much room for fun. No, and there hasn't. I've certainly noticed that in my own relationship. I've been a <laughs> bit of a um, fun police in our house. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been pressing. Yeah, it has. Yeah, and yeah, even I went out last couple of weeks ago to karaoke and. I was, you know, everyone else was having a great time and I was just transfixed to the screen because behind the text was all of these moving images of really sexualized women and just totally objectified women. You can't unsee it. And you can't see it. And so, and when you're so oriented around all the stuff that we've been, you know, chatting about these past, researching and working on these past three weeks, I just, I was, I couldn't have fun. I was like, no. oh my God, I can't no. believe that I'm seeing so much, and so much sexualization. And everyone else is like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. That's it. It's been really, like, it's been impossible. And it always is. It does, I said this to you this afternoon, I always forget going into a work how much it takes up, like it takes over your life. But there's been no fun on the weekends. Like when we're not in the room, there's also yeah. no fun. But also you work every day that we're not in there. Well, you do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because so, we see, as uh, artists, we're not really excited <laughs> for this. Um, yeah. So it's just been, yeah, heavy but necessary. Yeah. And, and also, just satisfying. Absolutely. satisfying. And we've, and we've made this other little yes, one-man show out of it, which so How long have we been talking for? Sorry, yeah. we won't talk for too much longer. So, but... The deal. Uh, we should talk about circuit because it's oh geez oh god that's all right. This will be like a bonus. It'll this is the bonus yeah. on the end. You can either bonus switch off now or you can listen to the really fun show that we've made. It's touring. <laughs> yep, our show is touring. It's going up. It's called Circuit. It's going up to Canberra to go to a festival called Art Not the Part, and it's really amazing. The actor in it is incredible. His name's what's his last name? Paolo. Paolo but. Ptolemy. Ptolemy. <laughs> and he is just fantastic in it. He, it's, it's based, the setup is that there's a, a exercise circuit. So there's um, skipping and then there's uh, medicine ball, medicine ball <laughs> planking and boxing yep. and then some, doing some weights. And he does, he kind of goes around the circuit. And as he does that, he listens to a kind of virtual coach, yeah, I would say. Yeah. So it's, it's almost right. like Alexa or like, um, uh, Google Home, or whatever. Yeah, and then, then the coach encourages. Have a name. Yeah, she's having. Can you choose yeah. genders with the Google? Home? Yeah, you can. Right. Okay. Um, but he so and then he so he listens to this this virtual coach being really um encouraging mm. and saying like you're the man, do more push ups, own your kingdom, own your kingdom, all that kind of thing. And then the voice begins to treat Turn on him you. like. Society treats women. Yeah. Basically. Well, it's the voice of the patriarchy. Yeah. Essentially. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like little bitch in a tiny little nutshell, a twenty-seven yeah. minute nutshell. But yeah, it goes for twenty-seven minutes, and he is working out the whole time. Oh and, my gosh. And speaking of fatigue, oh. by the end of it, he's fucked. And it's, it's so exhausting. good because at the end of it, there's this climax of all of these expectations that women have, and he's just like going round and round and round the fastest he can on the circuit, and it's just. So it's never meeting the expectations. Yeah, and it just it's it's actually a really great work. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, I really like yeah. it too. And I, well, I think it's also it's a it's a perfect festival work. Yeah, because it's, exactly. it's essentially it's a piece of performance art. Yeah, and it's outdoors. Um, and it's really clear. It's about really clear. About, yeah, without being on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. But no, I think it is. Uh, and that's the piece we're showing this Sunday for the Blue, at the Bluestone Church at the end of our residency. And then we've also 
Within that, we've made another offshoot of it, and it's <laughs> so circuit by night. Yeah, it's Babushka, <laughs> Babushka circuit. And so at night, uh, we've got a sort of a 10-minute piece that's a, uh, it's circuit in a nutshell. So circuit is a little bitch in a nutshell, circuit mm. by night is circuit in a nutshell, and it's, uh, a, but a bit more of a vaudevillian cabaret-esque mm. performance art version Absolutely. Yeah. Which um, today we even recorded some beats to put under the <laughs> voiceover, beats. which uh, Katie is going to be the voiceover. It's going to sound amazing. <laughs> um, it did, yeah. And I think I think it'll be very fun. Mm. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, That's I think it's going to be awesome. So if you're in Canberra, yes. and you're listening to this. But we'll also, release this in time. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, we are hoping to bring it to the Melbourne Fringe this year. Yeah, that's true. And then you know, it's like, like two hearts. Our first show <laughs> yeah. that had. Multiple years of everywhere, <laughs> as long as the actor Production. is available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Substitute. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> substitute. He's an object. We yeah. can just substitute. Exactly. Anyway. Um, um, so yeah, that's that's been really satisfying yeah. as a end result to the residency. Yeah. And you know, just spending so much time together. I know. I know. What's it's going to be weird? We're going to have withdrawals no. after Canberra. No. And well, we'll, we've got to write grants now. So I know. Yes. We'll get, we'll we've get got a few other things in the works. So. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. There'll be more podcasts. There um, will before be. Before we stop it, should we just do another final cheers, cheers to our first residency yes. tink that we've ever had? And thank you, Footscray Council. Yeah, Maribyrnong City Council. Maribyrnong City thank Council. Yeah, Arts and, and Culture Department. What legends. Yeah, thank you to our beautiful actors. You know who you are. Uh, and... The support. And Penny. Um, oh, my gosh. Our costume designer who came Penny on board. Penny Artist. She's amazing. Has just done such brilliant work. I don't know if we should say the actors' names or not. I feel like maybe we won't at this okay. stage. Yeah. Um, but They're anyway, our fabulous Possibly. male actors and also the support of previous actors who've been in this work and other – there's been a lot of interest, as always, with mm. this work, actually. A lot of people having chats about it and – uh, and Michael and Louis. Michael yeah. and Louis, yes. Always our anchor. Yeah, watch out, we've got a new website coming out. Yeah. And and to our ever-suffering, maybe my ever-suffering partner, yeah. and, and my your very vacant. supportive, fabulous one. Well, he's, he's, <laughs> I've just been very vacant. We so. just haven't seen yeah. our families for yeah. three and, weeks. And your little dog. Yeah. Who misses you a lot. <laughs> Thank Daddy. you, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. And Cheers. congratulations. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you next time.